This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. The Utah Jazz went to Memphis and did exactly what a one seed should do. Late in games, they closed out victories. Now leading the series three games to one, they return home for Game 5 on Wednesday. A 7.30 tip-off with pregame show starting at 6.30 on the Zone Sports Network. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Bowler. Coming up momentarily, stay tuned. Uh, Bowler's interview brought to you by our friends at Mountain Land Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping irrigation, agricultural agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. I know you're super into irrig- uh, irrigation, Gordon. Mountain Land's your spot. Uh, yeah. Indeed. Or not. You know, no, it is. Uh, I'm looking at Austin, and I still can't get over the shirt. I love it. Doesn't that make your day? Doesn't that make you happy? You're Austin's most, shirt? You're the most tie-dyed guy I know. I know. Yeah, sure. Looks good. Hope it makes Austin happy. That's the point. He's not wearing <laughs> his clothes to improve my mood. <laughs> I've never sat never sat down with you, Gordon, and go. You know your your outfits really make me grumpy today, Gordon. <laughs> you know I'm wondering if uh, if Bowler has any tie dyed shirts. I bet he does. Bowler, are you a tie dye guy? Well, uh, when I was in seventh grade, <laughs> I did have one. And then I'll tell you what, true story. I think I went to this girl's house that I kind of liked. And I remember her mom saying, why don't you guys make some tie-dye? I go, okay. And so we, like, tied a shirt up in rubber bands. Does that sound right? Yep. Then you dunked it, and then you let it lay out and dry. And I thought, mm, okay. So, yeah. What happened to that girlfriend, Bowler? I uh, never never really blossomed, so to speak. <laughs> it's one of those seventh and eighth grade things. It lasts about a week. And then you get a note. <laughs> Remember those notes they used to slip the girl. Her best friend would say, "I got a note for you." You knew it was, it was you knew it was over. It was doomed. And uh, I think I, I like your other friend. Like, oh, okay, great, so. <laughs> okay, great, whatever. How many girlfriends? Have you ever totaled them up? What girlfriends? Yeah. Notes? Oh no, no. Count? No. So. <laughs> I was just, I was just kind of a guy that just was more outside sports guy, you know? I don't really think I really even thought. Seriously, true stories. I, I don't – I think it was like junior, maybe ninth grade, maybe sophomore year in high school, I really started, you know, like had a, a date. I went out or like to a party, you know? Well, see, Gordon's answer is easy there. I mean, it's 
one is easy to remember. <laughs> one is easy. One, yeah, one. one. Yeah, it's not hard. See, oh, I, no. I know one. I know enough about Bowler to know some of his history, so I'm not going to get into it. More here, than but, one. But we all, we all, we all have histories, <laughs> don't we? I guess of one I, sort. I suppose. Yeah. We do. yeah. Uh, Bowler, the Jazz have taken control of the series up 3-1. I guess uh, I'm going to keep this open. Give us your takeaway from the weekend, uh, taking two in Memphis. Well, circumstances, again, with Mark Eaton's passing, was another huge challenge to get through Saturday night and and take the the two games to one lead. I really thought, again, character, uh, Rudy, uh, who was mentored by by Mark and just the uh, just the you know for me I mean Big T had a really tough time nine years playing alongside Mark Eaton with the Jazz and you know for me I've covered him um, since about his second year uh, in the league and just a gentleman and a great friend and I didn't know how the Jazz would respond but to their credit again uh, dealt another blow uh, emotionally. And they came through it. I've got to applaud them to, to to win one for Mark. I don't know if you want to use that as a, you know, a real, you know, motivator. But I think again, they were all. They, Mark was in their minds. Look, let's be honest. They're humans. Uh, he knew all of them. He was around the club a lot, and it had to hurt. It had to. Uh, so I was impressed with their grinded out mentality. I know the Grizzlies. FedEx Forum is the old grindhouse in a different time, but I think the Jazz have been grinding along the way uh, in this series, and there's been moments where they've had monster leads, and then Memphis, to their credit, Jake Gordo have come back with Morant and Valanciunas and Brooks, and a little bit of Grayson Allen, mind you. Uh, And all of a sudden, those leads slip down into you know, three points, or they retake the lead. Uh, Memphis retakes the lead, and the Jazz have to find their way back. But I've never sensed panic, guys. I really haven't. I feel like they're in control. Uh, they've got to still take care of loose, you know, live ball turnovers, which just gives teams too many extra possessions. And that's the one concern I have. Look, they're hitting free throws, right? In the last two or three games, they're knocking down threes. So after game one's kind of debacle, but. You know, I, I like their chances to jump and go tomorrow night and move on to round two. You know, Donovan said never again, but here they are sitting in the same position. They were in the bubble up 3-1 on Denver. So the lesson, if it was learned, is don't don't think this one's over because Memphis, I guarantee it, tomorrow night comes to town and they're going to bust tail. Uh, that's just who they are. And Quinn Snyder, who knows Taylor Jenkins, you know, at, you know Jake with their time, down with the uh, Austin Toros in the old D-League, man, there's a lot of respect there. He knows exactly the type of coach, and those players show that type of intensity. So it ain't over, but you're going to just have to use the home crowd, get it done, and move on to round two. You may get a day or two more rest than you expected if you if you take it in five, and then you have to wait to see what happens with Dallas uh, and the Clippers. Not that the Jazz want to get involved in this in any way or let it get to their heads or anything, but the Jazz are now the favorite out of Vegas to win the West. Yeah. And what, number two to win an NBA championship? I saw those today. Yeah, Yeah, it's amazing when you win a couple on the road and you get Donovan back healthy and Rudy's defense, uh, people start to take notice. Um, 
you know, we've all known along, all known this this year all along that you know who the Jazz are, what they are, what the goal is, and I think we just saw it. Jake and Gordon on the road, you know, in Memphis, another challenge, another heartbreak with Mark's passing, and I tell you, the Jazz just uh, have been dealt some some big challenges this year um, off off the floor. Memphis, the flight to Memphis uh, before the end of the year, and uh, the, the you know the engine, the birds, uh, the bubble, COVID, uh, Rudy and Donovan. Could the relationship be salvaged? I mean, that's amazing stuff that you know that that's happened to this franchise and the way they've uh, persevered thus, thus far. It makes you wonder if there's something something unusual, something special happening here, Bowler. And I I don't know, beats me. But everything you just listed there, that's a whole lot. Well, look, I mean, also off the floor, you lost Jerry, which was just over a year ago. Uh, you lost a dear friend um, who all the players knew, and Doug Burrell, who was a gem of a guy, the the longtime team masseuse. Uh, and then you lose Mark. Uh, so yeah, they're dealing with more than just basketball issues, and I I'm really impressed with their perseverance and just their focus. Uh, yeah, I, you know what, Gordon? I know it sounds corny and Jake, but you know if there is you know something out there, you know if if the winds blow the right way, right? Uh, is it is it blowing the, the jazz direction? I don't know. They've got to do the work. And there's a lot of teams ahead of them that have the same goal. Uh, I'm anxious to see how this stuff plays out. You know, four good teams are going to get knocked out in round one. Uh, that's just the way the West is. And, you know, the jazz look like they're going to be on their way to round two and they'll have a new opponent soon. But you can't lose focus, man. If you're on this mission, they say they are, then you've got to continue to look ahead. And they're pretty good about one day. I know it's the cliche of all time, one day at a time. But in reality, that's the way you have to approach it, I think, especially in postseason play. But also, stay the course. Be focused. And um, as Quinn likes to say, precision. And the Jazz are, their, are at their best, Jake and Gordon, when, the, when they just are precise with passing. And they're not lazy with the pass. And we saw that a few times last night. And you let John Morant or Dylan Brooks get loose and just take an easy one to the rim. It changes the emo- the momentum, the the emotion of the game, and then you have to fight your way back. But hey, look, I think Memphis is good. That's a young team, and you get another piece or two for that bench, and you stay healthy. They're going to be a player. They're going to be a player. I think we're watching it right before our eyes. But look, the Jazz were there a couple of years ago, and right now you see who the Jazz are. They've been through the grind. And now they're ready to, to take the next step, at least in my opinion. And uh, their bench is better. Uh, their depth, their starters, the backcourt is superb. Mike's had a great series thus far, and hopefully he stays healthy. And Donovan's ankle holds up. He looked good last night, guys. He was able to make cuts and do the, you know, the right to left and the stagger step to the rim. I mean, I think he's forgotten about the ankle, and he's playing basketball. Bowler, don't get me wrong. I mean, John Morant did not have a bad game last night by any means. He was 23-12. and 12, But it seemed like the Jazz were a little more effective on him last night. Why do you think that was? Well, I think they got a body on him. I think they pushed him out of the paint a little bit more. I think they put some doubt into his head. Uh, they turned him into a uh, – they tried to force him to go ahead and take the three-point shot. If he works on that in the next couple of seasons, he could really be dynamic from outside. But, you know, Jake, I thought, again, that they, they put a couple of guys on him. 
they were going to let Valanchunas, Valanchunas go ahead and take some outside shots. And Jaron Jackson, they kind of left alone as well. And look, Jackson before the injury is pretty good three-point shooter. Since he's returned, not real, real effective until he got into a bit of a rhythm last night. But I think they're trying to pick their poison a bit. Uh, they've got weapons. They're not a, a proficient three-point shooting club. <clears throat> so I think they've just put more bodies on Ja, try to get more physical with him. And I thought it worked pretty good last night. Uh, it worked well in game three uh, as well. I mean, he went from 47 to 28, right, from games uh, two to three. And then, uh, you know, last night again, just kind of held him where he needed to be. He's going to put points on the board because that's just the talent that he is. But um, I thought Quinn tried a couple of different looks, let Valanchunas wiggle loose on his own. As I said, Jaron Jackson, you know, went kind of man-to-man out on the three-point line, but I thought the Jazz just were more focused and more physical with uh, Morant last night. Bowler, what do you make of the tone and tenor of the series? For instance, Quinn Snyder gets teed up. Uh, Rudy Gobert punches the uh, the basket standard. Uh, and Dylan Brooks, is. I mean, he's... He's uh, sort of making a show after every call, crying a little bit. What, what do you make of the back and forth in this regard? Well, it's what the NBA is. And, look, it's kind of like the old school. Uh, no one can really – look, I always go back to the days when the NBA was taped on CBS. I'm not sure how many of our listeners remember that. But, you know, that was that was physical basketball. I mean, even prior to – you know, this is after the Jerry Sloan era, you know, where you heard of, you know, well, Danny Ainge nearly bit a guy's finger off. You know, the story gets better as the years go by. But yeah, actually, it was the other I way think, around. <laughs> well, he got his finger bit off. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, but, you know, see how the story changes? It's, I call it the oh, – never mind what I call it. But um, it's, it's interesting to see it. I like it, personally. The Jazz need the mojo. The Jazz need Quinn Snyder – to jump to their defense. Uh, the game's officiating have been, let's say, less than consistent. Uh, and it's, you're going to have to figure it out every night who's going to make the calls and how the game is going to be played. And, you know, you're not going to agree with every call. But, look, when Quinn Snyder gets teed up, there's a reason for it. Um, and usually he's a slow burn, and then all of a sudden, you know, it pops. And last night we saw a piece of it. Uh, Dylan Brooks, man, I don't know. I, I was reading Twitter when I got home last night. There were some pretty funny one-liners out there about Dylan Brooks. I mean, he's a physical guy. He's got that glean in his eye. And he wanted a piece of Conley. He wanted a piece of Donovan Mitchell. And maybe he's working for a contract. But, look, people have taken notice, right, of Dylan Brooks and his defense. But also he's been able to be very effective on the offensive side, too. But, I don't mind the physicality. You know, I don't want to see punches thrown, but I like I like the hard style of play, and I don't mind Rudy punching the backboard or the or the uh, the padding uh, on, on the standard. You know, he should have put some gloves on in his boxing, got into a boxing stance. But other than that, you know, it was you know he he was more slapping than hitting. <laughs> but you know, I I think one thing too, Jake and Gordon, don't don't the Jazz get criticized for not being emotionally. Uh, or emotional, or or let's just say, engaged with some attitude at times. So I, I kind of welcome the fact that they're involved in this series and they understand that it takes. If you're going to take a punch, you got to 
not literally, but you've got to give it back. And I think they've, they're doing that. And uh, Memphis kind of has forced the issue, but uh, I'm glad to see the Jazz not backing down. Uh, you got to play physical in this game. And as everyone always says, hey, man, you wipe the slate clean. Playoffs is a different style of basketball, and I think we've witnessed that so far in this series. You think this one ends in five, Bowler? I I think the Jazz better get it done in five. I hate to see him go back to Memphis and then, by chance, have to decide it at home in game seven. Look, if Donovan holds true to his word, what he said in the bubble, never again. Right? I believe that's the quote after losing in game seven with a 3-1 lead to Denver. Uh, and with the home crowd tomorrow night, I think the emotions are going to be you know sky high. So get get it done in front of your home crowd. Yes. Uh, do I have a silver? Do I have a crystal ball? No. But do I feel it? Yes. Uh, I think it bodes well for the Jazz. Get it done. Have a couple of extra days. Sit back and then start the process again on your second round opponent. Um, say Luca, Dallas. What do you want, Jake? What do you want, Gordo? Um, Not the Clippers. You want Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? No. J- no. J- Jake's no. really high on the Clips. Give me the team, Bowler. Give me the team that doesn't play any defense. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. You know, I still kind of wonder in my mind, are Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the same plane of consciousness? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure if that the, the vibe is good there. But talent, yeah, when they're kind of on the same page. But I don't know. I've seen some some strange moments with with that with that team. I'm not sure. Hey, if they're knocked down in round one, I don't know what Ballmer's going to do. Right? He's wanting to build a new arena in L.A., but uh, I'm not sure if that combination, you know, is going to stay put or if they'll have to make more tweaks. But if Dallas wins that series, you get Luca and the Jazz and the Mavs and Porzingis. You know what? I'll take that one too. Jake, well, you're right. One of the could co- be high scoring. One of the cool things about the playoffs, Bowler, is that it does offer these varied matchups. And that's why I think NBA champions really earn it. And uh, they have to face these different kinds of uh, hurdles. And uh, the Jazz will as well if they're able to to get to the NBA Finals again. I wanted to ask you about last night's game from a standpoint. I was watching Gobert during the game because I was writing a column about him. But it's so interesting. We've seen this all season long. You've seen it as much as anyone, that they go inside out, outside in. You know, it's difficult for the defenses to either jam the perimeter shooters or and contain Gobert at the same time. It seems like it's almost impossible to do. And when the Jazz came out in that second half and they went to Rudy over and over again and he was very effective in that way, it 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 just seemed like the 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 Grizzlies were really punched in the mouth via Rudy Gobert. Yeah, it was like game over, right? I mean, Rudy was totally a non-factor, uh, Jake and, and Gordo in the first half. One touch, I believe, zero for one, had one free throw, one point at halftime. And look, it was obviously discussed. You know, uh, don't know for sure, but let's let's make it as it is, look what Gobert did in the second half and his involvement. They look for Gobert. Uh, Valanchunas would jump out sometimes and uh, take go away from Rudy. He was more offensive-minded himself, trying to hit the three at times. Rudy stayed down on the block. I mean, there were some great passes. 
from Conley and Joe, and Rudy just took advantage. I mean, I tell you, he's more confident than I've ever seen him on the offensive end. Has he developed? Absolutely. Does he have more room? Absolutely. But he's feeling pressure from Valanchunas, and this happened before the end of the regular season. Guys, where he will be able to feel to whether to go right or left, and most times he likes to spin to his right shoulder baseline and then finish up on top of the rim. It's now not just the lob pass, you know, the high pass, as Quinn likes to say. He's now been able to use his feet and stay on a pivot and make moves. And, you know, if he can continue to develop, eight years in, I get it. But, look, Mike Conley's an all-star 14 years in. You can get better in the NBA if you decide to work hard enough to, to do it. And I think Mike's one example. He's having, what, his best year yep. as a pro? And I think Gobert's got a lot more a lot more growth ahead, not only on the defensive end, but he's smart now. You can tell. He's wise. And the way he's able to recover from the perimeter back to guard baseline in the paint, wow. Not too many, if any, uh, have that ability to turn on a dime and get back and either disrupt or block a shot. If Gobert's not a three-timer, it's a sad statement uh, for the NBA. He hit his free throws, too. He is. Clutch. Clutch. Two clutch shots last night. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I'm holding my breath because, you know, this could be win or lose. And you know what? The Jazz have been clutch in this series. And they were clutch in the fourth quarter defensively. And they were also hitting free throws. And Donovan does what Donovan does. And it's it's an interesting thing to see. I don't. I think Jazz two years ago lose games like that. Jake, I don't know if you agree. You know, yeah. and you and Tim broke it down. But, you know, in your postgame report. And, but I think right now the Jazz have, you know, it is a process. I'm really convinced it is a process. Once in a while you get a team that's young, fresh, they don't know better, and they make waves and, you know, make a run to a title. But the Jazz have gone through the process, and I don't think there's a panic. They go, been here, done that, and they stay cool and calm. And that's what I've seen in this playoff series so far. Bowler, you are the best. Thank you so much, and we'll see you here at the arena tomorrow night. And they come fast and furious. They do. The first two took a week and a half, it felt like. But, no, they're coming at us fast, and um, I'm having a blast. I think jazz fans, it's great. You know, the watch party the other night was out of sight, and tomorrow night should be uh, just a rock and roll show. I can hardly wait to get going. Thanks, Bowler. All right, guys. See you soon. The great Craig Bowler Jack joins us every Tuesday right here on the big show all right good to hear from bowler as always yeah and uh, i agree with everything he said uh this is uh, this is a jazz team that i think does have a bit of an attitude based on some of their past experiences we saw houston kick them around a little bit we saw golden state beat them way back in the day and uh and what happened with denver last year uh, donovan i think has had his fill of that stuff and he knows the ins and outs now, and he wants to lead his team. to and, and Rudy does as well, and those are your two stars who are leading the way. And when you add in Mike Conley as well, Jake, and that kind of veteran leadership, uh, the team seems pretty well suited to uh, handle exactly what we're seeing. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.